Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It is your boy, Double H. Yeah, we do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. What are you doing? If you're listening on Spotify, follow. And uh, if you want to help the podcast out monetarily, we do a uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon page. There's three tiers. I think the best one's probably the $3 tier, wouldn't you say? No, no, the best one is the most expensive one, man. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the one that's most cost-efficient, right? So, like, you get at least four or five extra episodes every month. Check that out and uh, help out your favorite football podcast, hopefully. So, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm just saying this. Tammy Abraham only needs three more goals to equal Rashford's best ever season as Man United. Tammy Abraham has seven goals in the Premier League. And Rashford might only, I think, yeah, I think his best season might have been last year with 10. The hell? Oh my God. That is scary, man. I don't know what to say. Bro, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like, it's not a shock. It's just like, I don't know what to say. Nice shock, man. So, topics for today. We're going to start out with Man City. Is that cool? Can I just say something very quick, quickly, man? <laughs> Pep Gorilla. Either watches my videos or he's on Twitter. Didn't you see him use the, the term Fordiola? <laughs> I did. And someone said, see, see, someone who was just trying to be a sports person, oh, no, the reporters were already saying this in newspapers before everything. Nope, nope. That's what's coined on football Twitter, a.k.a. the half of football host, a.k.a. HH, has been leading this whole Bordiola, Fordiola thing. Because for me, you know, like I always said, like, Pepper, I think he's really weird. There's just something very weird about him. You know, when they lost, just his eagerness of going around and shaking everyone's hand, especially all of the Norwich players' hands and everything. I was like, what the hell? Because we know that he was basically swearing at his, at his players as full-time, but how he's like, no, man, these players, they gave me everything. So it's not for me, it's for them, it's for them. It's for them. People forget that they're humans. Like, relax. We know they're human. <laughs> just chill. Basically, you, you can easily tell why he needed a sabbatical because... He is very, very intensive. And I think he applies a lot of emotional energy in this stuff, perhaps a bit too much. I just really believe that he's a lot more aware than most people think. I think he's a lot more aware of what people think about him and how they view him. I did read that Pep definitely has like a Twitter burner account. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> And like he probably types in Guardiola on in like the search bar and just kind of reads what people oh, say. <laughs> Of course he does. Like, like I can bet you somehow, somewhere he's seen one of my my videos because I've I've, I've I've got about five or or six pep videos in the in the in the talk, man. So he's seen at least one of them for sure. So, so, so you think he kind of types in Guardiola on YouTube and watches what people say? Yeah, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't shock me. Basically, you know, but you know, like I like look, people are human. Like, see this whole thing that oh my gosh, football players don't have time to search for things and everything. Like. Remember, this isn't like the 90s or 80s, but like, you know, it, it was hard to really know what people are thinking. You have a laptop, right? It's right at your fingertips. 
are you saying that you as a professional player or as a manager are not curious as to want to know what people are thinking about you, how they perceive you? Of course, at least once you just, yeah, let me just Google Gorilla. Let me just type Gorilla into Twitter and just see what the um, thing is. Now, they wouldn't do it extensively, but once or twice, they'll be like, you know what, well, let me just, you know. Okay, so do you think Mourinho searches his own name? Hell yes. <laughs> like, like even more so than Pep. Even more so. Nah, I, see, I feel like Pep is somebody who would search his own name. I don't think Mar- Mourinho doesn't seem like someone who cares what the general public thinks <laughs> like that. Pep definitely. Curious. No, 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 no. That's what Pep. That's why Pep is weird. He's mm-hmm. so he, he's so strange, and you could just tell how strange he is from all the press conferences and the interviews that he gives. So, do you remember the first game of the season where Norwich played Liverpool, and mm-hmm. we we kind of had a like a back and forth about you shouldn't play your style of football against Liverpool, Manchester City, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. How, do you still feel the same way now? Because I feel like Norwich kind of did what they did against Liverpool, just that they were paid in goals this time. But a couple of yeah, they see, see home and away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was that was going to be our main point. Like maybe the Anfield point is a good one, but still, you would think if you're if Man City's coming to your place and you just got promoted, got to switch the style up. And and the manager even said that um, Farke, he said that you know we had a lot of injuries. You know, over the international yeah, 11, break, eleven players injured. Yeah, he, and he said over the international break they wanted to install a different system, but because of all the injuries, he didn't want to like frustrate or overload his players with too mm. much information because they, they were they were already basically in crisis. So he was like, "Let's just do what we normally do, and let's just hope that works." And it did. So yeah, again, I just think we've had conversations in the past about you know if you're. Granada or Ibar or some club like that, <laughs> like you know, you you shouldn't be going toe to toe with Real Madrid and Barcelona. Otherwise, you're gonna get slapped up like eight nil or something like that. And you should probably switch up the tactics a little bit. But I do think it, there's some honor and some kind of nobility in playing your style no matter what against whoever. Wait, wait, wait! But, but isn't 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 shouldn't this always be about winning? For for me, like who cares about about honor? Like at the end of the day, you're you're paid a lot of money and you're employed to win. So you're not employed to be like, play your philosophy no matter what, you're employed to win. Hence why I appreciate Mourinho's psychology over like, let's say, a Pep or a Ten Hag psychology. Because like for me, if I'm a manager, I do have my philosophy, but if I'm in a game, I'm like, okay, if my philosophy is not working, okay, what do I need to do to win this game? Do I need to go defensive? Do I need to counter? Do I need to keep possession? Do I need to play long ball targets, man? What do I need to do to win this game if I know that my philosophy is not going to work? I can't be a slave to my philosophy. Now, if I have a pick of the players and the best players in the world and everything, maybe I can be, but at the end of the the day, the key to management, what makes the best managers is, all right, like how, what tactics do I need to do to get results from this game? Who can I bring off? How how can I change the shape? How can I tweak to be able to just try and, turn this game around. That's what management is about. You know? I, I hear that. I hear that. But do you know how we sp- talk about maybe <laughs> why hasn't an African team made the World Cup semifinals? Mm. And we say they hire these coaches that want to take these African teams and they want to turn them into basically like European teams or like European light. Mm. And they just take the same tactics that the European teams have. And then when you go to play the best European teams, you're playing against... You're playing against people who have mastered the style you're trying to play. So if you change your tactics and you're not yourself, you're at a disadvantage as well. Like, obviously, it could have disastrous consequence because you're playing against better players. But at the same time, if you're more comfortable in knowing what your teammate is going to do and knowing what you're going to do because it's something you've done for a year or two, I feel like that puts you in a better position to do well, I think. No, but no, but the point I was making was I do get of like you know that's your philosophy and that thing you can fall back. So I like the way in which you want to play. But my thing was more so in terms of if you're in a game where it's not your philosophy isn't working, do you be like now? Nah, well, this is what we do. Hence, why any responsible manager, when you're training your team in preseason, you have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. So this are attacking direct game. It's just not working. They figure us out. Now, can we now switch to a more possession-based system? Can we switch more to a much more direct route one system right now? So if you can't switch to that, 
then you've lost the game. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're employed to try to win the, the game. You can't always win the game playing one certain way. And the whole point about football games, you have to, you have to figure out how to win. You know, mm-hmm. it's about figuring out how to win. So there is no figuring out if you're like, it's my philosophy. So this is my, my, my plan A that we, we've worked so hard on. Oh my gosh, this manager has nullified my plan A. I don't have a plan B. Okay, we're screwed. <laughs> Do you think in the Norwich plan, part of their plan was, okay, look, they're going to start automating in stones and they're just going to give us a goal? <laughs> look, to, to be honest, I, I don't think you would. No, but I think, look, <laughs> if they've watched the tape, they'll know that, look, man, you know, these... Mistakes are there. Right? Yeah. The, 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 the mistakes, these guys, like, they will always pass off in the back. They're a passing team and they will never change their way. So we do that if we press them, we have that small window of opportunity to maybe catch them on our ways because they will always play us from the back. They will never play long ball. They'll never play direct. What are your opinions on like the, the rigidness of we are always going to play from the back. Like the goalkeeper is going to pass to the center back. No matter what. No, look at Socrates. What happens when Arsenal played against what for me, it's like, if you have players that are skilled on the ball, I think it's a great philosophy to have because it means that you will, you're always keeping possession from the back up. Because playing that long ball from the keeper, you're playing a numbers game. Whereas if you know your position from the back, it's the numbers are much more in your favor of keeping of keeping possession when you when the ball now comes back to you from like a, a goal kick. Most defenders aren't very skilled and adept on the ball. And it is very difficult and very hard asking a defender who isn't adept and comfortable on the ball to try and find a pass when two guys are pretty much beaming down on them and they're under pressure because they're so they're in such close proximity to their goal. So your defender has to be very confident, very calm on the ball, composure, and actually have the skill set to be good on the ball. Basically, remember this whole modern defender thing has already become in maybe the last four or five years. Socrates mm. was a defender cultivated before this whole modern defender thing. So his thing is that defend first. Routes one and get the ball out. But if he's not been told that now nah, control the ball under pressure, find a man pass the ball, I'm like, no. And he's already reached an age where you're not gonna turn him into a guy who is quality and composed on the ball. Exactly. So I was thinking there was a there was a rule change this year that in the past you couldn't be inside your own 18-yard box during a goal kick. Mm-hmm. And then they changed the rule that you can now have players inside the 18-yard box. So I'm thinking. If you're, I don't know, a seven-year-old or something like that, and you're just getting into a football team and they're, they're like, okay, this kid's tall, maybe not that quick, maybe not as technically gifted as we want our striker to be, we're, we're going to make you a center back. If you're playing from very young and you're inside the box, the goalkeeper's always going to be passing to you. That's like kind of the style of your academy or whatnot. These The kids that are coming up now are going to be way more adept, I think, on the ball in terms of defenders. Maybe they won't be like David Louise quality technically, but they won't be like as sloppy, I think. But as you say, Socrates is maybe what, 28, 29, 30? He is what he is. You can't change him at that point. So yeah, I think as we move forward, I think defenders are going to be more comfortable. Center backs in particular are going to be more comfortable uh, with the ball at their feet, especially as these managers kind of build on this build from the back style. But yeah. Wait, he's, he's 31. Is he? I just looked. He's thirty-one. Damn, I I, I didn't want to make him old. That's why I kind of went like twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. But <laughs> thirty-one. Yeah. So, yeah, he ain't changing, bro. Like, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's, he's an old dog. He's, he's an old dog, man. and you can't teach them new tricks. Apparently, according to the saying. So, yeah, Stones passes to Automendi. Automendi. I don't know. I guess he just didn't see the pressure coming. Did you know what happened? The gamepad was low on battery. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't connected pro, 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 his, pro, properly his controller died like that that's like the kind of way because your play just freezes like wait what the hell happened i was like oh my gosh my controller is dead and then you have to now press the button to just give it a last bit of juice to <laughs> if you're playing online you're screwed yeah. um but yeah and then pookie finished that one off pookie so, like, do do you believe in this Pookie thing? You think he, you think he's gonna keep going? Like, I yeah. think he has five or six. Yeah, yeah, he will. He will. Like, I, I think, I think he'll probably end up. He'll end up with at least like 16, 15 or so. Do you so think he's like, gonna like be in the Golden Boot race? 
he will begin to be, but I think he'll start to fade away. I think it will. I think by the time we get to like January, it will be between Obama Yang, Kane, and maybe a certain. What? Ta. Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. This this question is from Pack Mouse. It says, "Is it just me, or is the meltdown when City lose a game unparalleled? People like HH will be getting <laughs> so gassed, calling Pep all sorts of things, only for Pep to rebound and beat the next club six nil or something. Also, or and beat his club six nil or something. Also, are Liverpool clear title favorites now? Do we overreact when City lose? And what does this mean for Liverpool now? Is that documentary?" It's that doc- everything always leads back to that documentary. I think ever since that documentary, I do feel <laughs> that there is a kind of international celebration whenever like City lose, especially when, when they lose to like a Palace, a Scunthorpe, or like a Norwich. Because it's like, oh my gosh, you think you're so amazing, but look at who you lost to. You're not so amazing. So I think people are just waiting for results like like, like this to happen. So I think Pep only has himself to, to blame. He shouldn't really start the documentary. Can you imagine a, a ball boy? In his own country, small country, ball boy, go to the academy with 13 years old and have to play in the first team, in his own team, in the hurry, stay there a lot of years and have to become a manager with 37 years old and four years destroyed football. It's me. It's me. <laughs> oh in four years, destroyed football. The it's arrogance, me. man. It's me. The arrogance. <laughs> And he actually beats his chest as well. The, the chest slap, and he was like, Can you imagine? A bald boy. <laughs> like, 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 it's like you're in your own mo- movie, man. Like, you're in your own movie. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so yeah, basically, that clip right, right, right there is why people celebrate whenever he Do you loses. think he's that, that arrogant, or do you think he was playing up to the camera because he knows the documentary is being made? Or do you think both. he's like that every time? Both, both, both. I think he definitely was playing up to the camera for for sure because you know look it's a documentary I need to play up. But also, I've seen Pep being interviewed. And I see see like see Pep isn't as swaggy as Mourinho. Like Mourinho just has like Pep doesn't have any charisma. He's just yeah, he's just very <laughs> and then like Mourinho literally like you look up charisma in the in the, in the dictionary, you just see like a massive white string sheet of, of Mourinho there. So he was aware and cognizant of the documentary people they mean there, but also because he doesn't have the natural charisma, I think a lot of that is in truth. That's something that he probably would say if there were no cameras there of that else, but he just gave it a little bit of maybe extra sauce. But essentially, that is what, what, what he would say for sure. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Maybe it's lost in translation. You destroyed football out there. In four years. How you destroy a sport in four years? <laughs> <laughs> in this World Cup cycle, I've destroyed football. All right, so what So what does this mean for Liverpool? Liverpool are 5-5, five and five, 15 points. Closest team to them is 10 um, with City. So they already have a five-point window. But I think the only top six team they've played so far is Arsenal. Do they play Chelsea this weekend? Yeah, I think they might. I think they might. Um, no, for me, way too early. Way too early. Like, trust me, there's a long way to go. How many games should you start looking at the table and taking it seriously? Maybe see, after the Christmas period is when you start to look at the table. That's like that's 50, the first thing. 50, you have to look at the so, table. like, 15 to 20 games is when we start taking this. Basically, like, so there are 38 games. So, halfway is 19. Is it, is it 9 19? It's, it's halfway. <laughs> it's not that hard. There's 20 teams in the league and you can't play yourself. So, there you go. 21 as well. Well, I did like I did like two times nine is, is 18, so nine, nine, eight. So there we go. Halfway, you look at the table and say, What's up? Way too early. Way like nothing's happened yet. Way too early. Like Liverpool could just easily drop a point here, another point here, loss here, boom. You brought up Arsenal. I guess we could talk about that for a little oh, bit. Well. Why why the hell did I see Venga trending? Was he? Yep. Like after the match happened, Venga and Allegri were, were both trending. Oh wow. And my thing is that with Arsenal fans, don't please, I am begging you, don't tell me you're not trying to make a case for was Wenger really that bad? You see, the Allegri thing makes sense because the Allegri thing is that can we actually just get a defense working well? Because I think I think Obama actually came out and he said that we're we're just pretty much giving goals away to the opposition. Do you know how disheartening it must feel 
You think Emery is the right dude? I no, no, he isn't. I don't think so. He's not. Well, wow. he's been there a season and a bit, so maybe 13, 14 months. They they gave him money to spend. I think he spent maybe like one fifty this summer. He bought David Luiz to fix the defense. Stupid. <laughs> Very stupid. Pepe's not looking too great. He, Pe- Pepe isn't looking like Leo Pepe. He's looking like Ivory Coast from Afcon Pepe, which isn't no, a good thing. So that's I'll, I'll 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 disagree. Like for me, I think Pepe didn't do anything. Well, I, I don't know how many of the games we watched. I watched most of the Ivory Coast games. He literally did. Like I was like, wait, wait what's the big deal about this dude? Like, I, like, I wanted two games. Nothing. Like all all he did, did was almost score two free kicks. But I think that like, it's just like he's not being effective. You can see that this guy is skilled and he's a good player. He just needs to. He just needs end product and seventy million. Does does he look like somebody who costs seventy mil? No, that's kind of where I'm headed. But then seventy and... mil in twenty nineteen is different. Like Jeremy Maguire costs is the most expensive defender of all time. Okay, but do you know how uh, last season Sorry would always play four three three? Like no matter what, like rain, snow, sleet, sleet. Tornado, hurricane, earthquake. Chelsea were going to play four three three. In a pinch, he might play four two three one, which is basically four three three anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Chelsea ever played three at the back or five different, nothing like that. Always four three three. And the point was, I am here. I have a philosophy. I have a style. I'm going to play this. My team is going to learn this, no matter what. And this is what we are going to kind of build upon. And Lampard is kind of reaping benefits from that instead of starting with the team that was with Conte's 5-3-2 or 3-4-3 or whatever. Emery had this whole whole last season where people were like, look, we're going to give him a chance. Wenger was there for 27, 2,000 years. He was there when Jesus was around. Like, we're just going to let him build. It's the first season with, with the new manager, right? This guy was playing. 10 different formations in 11 games. Like he never stuck to a plan. That should have been his thing last season too. I am going to pick a a formation. I'm going to pick an 11 and I'm going to build that team into something that can go into season two and season three. If I get there, it doesn't feel to me like he knows what his best 11 is. You had a whole season. You're watching the likes of Mustafi playing your defense. You're watching just Xhaka for whole seasons. And you're like, okay, these people are still going to be part of my team. I'm giving them captain's armbands and all this kind of stuff. Like To me, it, it doesn't feel like he's gone about his regime the right way. To me, that signifies, I don't know if this guy's the right guy. Yeah, no, no, for, for me. I mean, I would like to ask Emery as to how can you keep on changing the formation and the players almost every single game? That makes no sense. How can I help the, the, the team? Like he, he'll argue that well, we went on a crazy winning run last season. But obviously, you're not going on a winning run now. And what people are players need is familiarity. And if Aubameyang, his striker one time, his right one time, like that scores one time, plays well, he's on the bench the next game. Aubameyang is on the bench the next day. Or it's, it's a back three. It's, it's a back four. So it's like, so so then for us, and you're like, wait, so wait, what is your team? What is your Ethos, what is your formation? What is your philosophy? What's your style? What's your I don't even know what your style is. There's no consistency. And no. F- for me, you've had a whole year where there were no expectations to do maybe not as rigid as what sorry was, but at least something more consistent, like in that vein, where this is what we're trying to do. This is these are the players I need to execute that. Mm. And you move from there. But it seems like David Luiz is available. Let's take him because I know him from PSG. Are you sure you want to do that? Like you have Mustafi already, bro. <laughs> like as as great as David Luiz is on the ball, like if your problem is like we have uh we 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 get brain farts in defense. Let's plug in David Luiz to this. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like, no, all right. the it's just like, like okay. All those Arsenal fans that were insult me when I released that video saying that oh my gosh like you're you're, you're just salty you're just you're just salty because um Aston got one of Chelsea's best players and everything and I said guys I'm just trying to be friendly I'm trying to warn you that <laughs> I'm what I'm, I'm helping you man I'm not going to help you like I'm, I'm I'm on your side it's like he's a very good player but this guy is a defensive liability I think I said he's given away two he's I think he gave away four four penalties in like a hundred Premier League games for Chelsea he's given away two in like five for Arsenal or something I think it's two and three. Oh wow! 
but I could be wrong. Maybe two and four. Where, where he tugged Salah's shirt like an idiot. <laughs> but, but, but that's what we're like. Defense was one of your biggest weaknesses last season, and you buy David Luiz. What? That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> that that <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> that's like basically that's craziness. Yeah, like look, Chelsea. That, 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 that is grade A trolling. Like you are just trolling. <laughs> you are trolling. Like it's it, this is the weird thing. Last season, Chelsea struggled to score goals. So you kind of need a, a a creative person in, in the back. Like if you have like Jorginho and like, you know, you can have David Luiz back there who can kind of launch attacks and he has good vision and, and you need him in that sense. Arsenal don't need help to score goals. They have like Lacazette, Aubameyang, you bought Pepe for 72. They can get G's whenever they want, basically. Yeah. it's the We need to keep them out. If we keep them out, we, we're like... I don't want to say they're in the title race, but they're like the third best team, probably. Maybe Spurs. So like they're like the fourth best team. If they can keep goals out. So then let's bring in uh <laughs> what what did uh Neville call him famously? Like a PlayStation footballer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> let's just bring this guy in and, and, and see what happens. No, like crazy, we tried to worry y'all. When, when whenever you buy a rival's player. <laughs> you know, it's like ah, we got you. And yeah, yeah. Like, like, look, not, like if you want to take him, ah, nah, you just salty. You don't want to be hurt. Like, no, I'm, I'm actually being honest. I'm trying to help you, but you know, what's the saying? Who can't hear must feel. Ah, well, well, well. Look, I will, I will, I will definitely listen, man. I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel anyone kicking kick me in my balls, man. I think it's a Jamaican saying. Jamaica, man, Bob Marley. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> don't, don't, don't disrespect the whole island. <laughs> People in my school in England used to think I was jump Jamaican. I tried something that I don't know where Jamaica is on the map and everything, but they keep on thinking that's hey Jamaica man. I was like, wait, I don't know where the island is. So it's a big I'm, you had an African accent and they interpreted it as Jamaican. Yep. No, no, no. Because as long as I'm black, I'm Jamaican and I smoke weed. That's <laughs> that's for them. So for me, they just saw me as a Jamaican guy. I was like, I don't know where it is on the map. You can Clearly, hear from my voice that I my accent has nothing to do with Jamaican, but you still think I'm you still say Jamaica man, incredible, absolutely incredible. Man. Casual racism, fun. Mm. <laughs> okay, now somebody asked us a question on Liverpool from Black Emoji What's up with people celebrating hollow stats like there's some kind of achievement? For example, the Mane Anfield stat and the Van Dyke dribble stat, or is this just Liverpool fans? People love stats, and I think that's... You see, that's why I would say, like, you know, I grew up using the eye test. So a lot of, like, my subscribers are a lot younger than me, and I think they've grown up in a world where... Because I, I, I grew up, like, in, in Nigeria, there was no such thing as, as the internet. And then when I was in school, it was dial-up. So, and this was... Like, I distinctly remember the first major football sites, um, soccernet.com, which is like ESPN.com, Mm-hmm. Which, which which really took like three thousand years to load up. So really, <laughs> how we viewed games was the eye test. So you just had to just view things and everything. So there was no such thing like dribbled past this time, this amount of times, and because all those stats were not really that much of a big thing. But I think with the emergence of the internet, more data collection, a lot more data analysts introduced, you're now seeing all of these pretty much arbitrary, pointless stats like. Van Dyke, do you know how dumb that is? Van Dyke has ever been double passed. He's a central defender who always backs away. Now, if he was a right back or a left back who never been double passed, it's like, oh, now that's amazing because you're in, as a right back or left back, you're normally in a lot of one v one situations. But if you're a central defender who isn't as gonko as a Ramos or Kulibali, who pretty much always backs away, backs away, backs away, yeah, and also you have the protection for it. So, Throwing us out there is stupid because it is very hard to beat a central de- defender. Because how many situations are you in a one-on-one situation with a central defender, especially in the middle of the pitch where it's much more congested? So that's just a, a dumb stat. But people are so obsessed with stats in this era that any kind of useless stats—how many throw-ins, how many times this guy has paid, how many times this guy has taken a shit—it's just thrown in there. It's like. <laughs> No one cares about this stats. Watch the game. Some stats are helpful to a degree. Basically, you have to have a balance. A balance between using the eye test and a balance between using stats. Just have a balance. A healthy balance. What is the best front six for Chelsea, assuming everyone's healthy from Gowan 
I would put Kante Kovacic in the double pivot with Loftus Cheek as my number ten, and then wide left Hudson Odoi, wide right, ugh. <laughs> Pedro, Pedro, William, or Pulisic. I mean, flip a coin. What what can Pedro. you flip that has three sides? <laughs> But either one, pick one. It doesn't matter. Probably Pedro because he has the best left yeah. foot out of those. Up top, Tammy Abraham. Okay, so Mount is Mount in it? He's on the bench. Unless you wanted to put Loftus Cheek in the double pivot and play Mount as the number ten, but I don't want to see Ruben that deep in midfield. No, 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 no. He has to bring the ball up. He has to be in the. Or if you wanted to do Conte as the defensive midfielder, like this, which isn't what we want to do, but Conte is the DM, and then you have Loftus-Cheek and Mount as your two central midfielders, but I don't like that because I think that's mm-hmm. too imbalanced, and you need someone like Kovacic or Conte as your box-to-box with another player there to help facilitate. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I no, feel I just, like- you know what? I think I would probably roll with um, Conte, Kovacic, Loftus-Cheek, uh-huh. Then in the in in the in the three, Tommy Abraham, Horton Odoi, and yeah, probably has to be Pedro. Those are your answers, Gawin. Do we want to talk about the Wolves game at all? Tommy Abraham with a hat trick. This is going to be a recurring theme. How do you think your Drogba prediction is going? <laughs> he's look as I said again. He's not going to be the new Drogba. Drogba is the most clutch football player of all time. But what I would say is, he is he has more natural footballing ability than Drogba. Ooh. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. The third, like, the, the third goal kind of makes me agree with you. I think everybody has a placeholder and strengths and weaknesses. I don't think Drogba's strength was, look at what I can do with the ball at my feet. That was his strength. His strength was that's true. Yeah, holding holding the ball up and finishing and scoring in big games. Like his greatest strength was he was one of the best big game strikers ever. Like as a key goal, big time, he was always going to show up. The mentality. So, right, but but for Tammy Abraham, I just think as far as you can basically, if I'm a midfielder and I'm looking at Drogba, I'm looking at playing a ball into the air for Drogba, or playing it to him with with his back to to goal, looking for him to hold the ball up and for me to now run off past him. Mm-hmm. But for Tammy Abraham, I'm looking to give him to the ball to 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 feet and having. Sp- a big space 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 between me and him for him to say, you know what? I'm confident that he can hold the ball up, turn and utilize the, the, the ball at his feet, which I don't think Drogba can do. But I just think Tammy Abraham's ball skills on the ball skills are better than Drogba's. But but, but Drogba's finishing was like man, that, 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 that's that's next level. Okay, here level. we go, here we go, here we go. Now, as a as a Nigerian, I feel like it's important I should ask you: Do you oh. want him in the national team, or do you feel like his kind of wishy washiness? Is verging on annoying. No, oh no, 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 no. I don't think it's wishy washy at all. It's a huge decision. And I can I recognize how big of it a, a decision it is, you know, because once you make the decision, that's that, that's it's fully. And it's like what people have to understand is that you know, yeah, he's technically Nigerian, but he's been brought up in English culture. And I don't know how like again, you look like I use the example for unlike Anthony Joshua now, where He's been brought up in English culture, but you can see that he has a lot of Nigerian stuff around him. Basically, the fact that he's even considering it, I do believe that it's a case of where he, you've been brought up in England, but you have Nigerian aunties, uncles. You, you, there, there's that Nigerian link being in there. Have you seen his so name? I think, what? I can't, I can't pronounce his name. Google Tammy Abraham and pronounce his name for us if you can. So Kevin... Ogena Tega, Tamarebi, Bakumo, Abraham. I see why he goes by Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you know what? He might not even want to go by Tammy, but he just lives in England. So people just look at that and they're just like, Tammy. <laughs> well, or just Kevin. Wait, but what's good? So his <laughs> birthday is actually two days before mine. Interesting. There you go. Today's my mom's birthday, by the way. So I don't know if she'll ever listen to this, but happy birthday, mom. Hey, um, happy, happy birthday, mom. No, for me, see, my thing is, is that, see, if I was Tammy, choose Nigeria because you'll be given more opportunities. Although Osime is looking very good. I, 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 I did see he scored 
on the weekend for Leo. Yeah. So he's looking very good. So, but my, my thing is this is that, and this is you know what, this might actually be best for an extra. But but obviously, we already have our extra things because my thing is like as the saying goes, go where you're appreciated, not tolerated. You will be loved. And this is now this is coming and experience as a Nigerian. Nigerians love foreigners a lot more than locals. Those guys that come with their English accents and everything, you will just be treated better than those locals that are out there. And you will be loved and embraced a lot more in Nigeria than, than you will at England. If you're at England, you're battling with Rashford and with Harry Kane. And even if you're in there, you will never truly be loved. Even if you score hard and everything for England, especially the, a lot of those hardcore racist white English dudes, they'll never really love you or see your eyes as English. But if you're in Nigeria, you will be people loved. You will you will be fully one hundred percent embraced, and you'll be treated better because you're a foreign Nigerian. So I think this argument is going to be over at the next international break. I think Southgate is gonna pick him, and the argument is just gonna be over because he's gonna accept the England call up if it happens. He's not gonna say no to that, I don't think, and it's just gonna be over. No, but I mean, but imagine if if he actually says no. Well, then we have my, a story. My, my allegiance is with Arise, O Compatron, Nigeria's Kolo Bay. <laughs> well, then I wonder if Frank Lampard starts it. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> hey, do you, imagine, imagine if like, he he rejects England, chooses that, and Nigeria, he, he's going back, hey, blah, blah, and he just finds out that he's on he's on the bench, and Jiri is happening. That would be deep. I start to call him. Lampard, his uh, Yibo manager and whatnot. <laughs> okay, so um, you want to go France or you want to go Spain? Let's let's end with with France and let's go Espina. Okay, so five two. First off, what what are Valencia doing in the international break? Obviously, last week we talked about racism. And in football, so we didn't really talk about anything that happened uh, topically. But Valencia, I don't know what's happening over there, but they sacked their manager, a popular manager, although last season I wasn't that happy Marcelino. with him. Marcelino. He did batch wide dirty, so I wasn't really on his on his good side. But at in, in the same breath, like, he was successful last season. Um, Copa del Rey? Yeah, no, no, but, so... But, but, but I think he was saying that, Sam. So he came out and he said that he knew that there were issues when, after they won the Copa del Rey, the um, owners didn't really embrace it. And the owners actually said that they should have forgone the cup for the league and done better in in, in in the league. And he then knew that the fact that they didn't really appreciate them winning the Copa del Rey, he knew that, okay, we obviously are at completely different viewpoints here. So I, I, don't, I don't understand that. You're never going to win the league. Yeah, You're in like, the Champions League. And uh, yeah, yeah, also, what's the difference between coming third or second? First of all, it's, it's going to be very hard for you to come second. Okay, you come third. Okay, yeah, and what, what the hell? And you won silverware? What do you want? You're so like, hey, we want you to be above Real Madrid and Barcelona? No, I, no, I, no, no. I, you know, no, no. So last season, Atletico were second. Madrid were third. Valencia were fourth. Yeah, he, he did what he needed to do last season. Yeah. And like if the first half of the season, he was about to be sacked. It was last day of the season because it was between them and Hetafe for the last day of the season to get fourth spots. They got it in the end. So, mm, like, I think they had they had a lot of draws in the early in the early half of the season. I was watching mm -hmm. them basically every week because I wanted to see what Mitchie was up to, and it was like zero 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 one 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 one. I was just like, this this team wait, draws wait, wait. a lot. But 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 actually, just also, obviously, as a Mitchie super fan, <laughs> do, do 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 you think he should leave Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that this summer, like when when Roma was an option, I was like, "Yo, that's perfect." But Jeco didn't go to Inter at the end of the day. Mm. That lane wasn't opened. He can't be second at Chelsea. It seems like he might be above Giroud now. I'm not sure. No, 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 no. I think he's. I think he's third. Yeah, I, I say that because in the Chelsea's last two league games, Batshuayi has been the one off the bench, not Giroud. Now maybe that's just Lampard trying to appease him a little bit. Yeah, um, and just give him scrap minutes, but he should leave. I don't know where to. But the point is, I was watching Valencia a lot, and Marcelino did his thing uh, by the end. So the fact that they sacked him and 
kind of created this firestorm where in which Barcelona show up and or they go to the Camp Nou, I think, and they lose 5-2. And now we got to talk about Ensu Fati, I suppose. Like, where did this kid come from? Bro. Who is he? Well, yeah, well, well, so basically, like, so, well, the, the latest is that Moreno, the Spanish manager, wants to, um, the Spanish are obviously doing all this stuff to try and get him to be a, a, a Spaniard as soon as possible because Portugal can claim him. So basically, it's between, because Guinea-Bissau, I think, is a Portuguese colony. Yep, or so former Portugal Portuguese colony. colony. Yeah, former, yeah. But I think he can. he's still eligible to play for Portugal. Um, but it seems as like if his heart is set at Spain. And his sporting advisor is Rod Rodrigo Messi, Messi's brother. Have you seen the image on Messi's Instagram page of Messi hugging this guy? Oh, it yeah, look, yeah, yeah. It looks like he's hugging money. <laughs> what, what do you mean by he's all getting money? It like it just looks like if you had a big stack of money and you kind of hugged it. That's exactly how Messi's hugging this guy. <laughs> it's just like the most happy face, but it's it, it's like a contrived picture, I think, because it's it's Messi doing what he needs to do to get make sure that like his brother. If you go on like <laughs> if, you, if, if you go on like transfer marked, it's like I'm actually looking at the at the, at the picture now. And now that that is said, I, I now can't look at the picture any other way. <laughs> it looks like it looks like he's hugging money, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, As, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it's his brother who's taking the picture. Like it's like he's not really embracing him. He's like thinking of something else. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, he's not up with the picture for he's, me. He's acting. He's acting. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Like it, no, no, no. But, but, but I think that's open because I think that's why. For Messi, because he's like, wait a minute. Now, who knows? This guy could just end up to be like another Balotelli or something. But if he's there for a big thing, and let's say Rodrigo Messi now stays with him, you could end up being very wealthy indeed. Because mm-hmm. if this guy now signs a massive lucrative deal either for Barca or something, and now he now keeps you as a sporting dude and promotes you to being his, because I think he's just he's just an advisor now. But if he now says no, I actually want you to be my agent now. And this guy now becomes the next big thing. Like he now becomes, he now has that kind of Mbappe status, bro. Then Mr. Rodrigo Messi becomes a very rich man. Just, let's was... chill. Look, let's just chill because look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's, let's... Just chill, chill, chill. chill. He's, he's sixteen. At sixteen, man, I was making a rap album on tape, trying to pick fights with people in school. I was failing chemistry and physics and maths. That's my thing. <laughs> Do you know what? Now that I think, I'm looking at the topics here. I'm like, so if Neymar did go to Barcelona, does this fatty guy? Does he? Is he even in the picture now? Nope. So he's blessed. Yep. Dembele injured, Messi out. They didn't yep. get Neymar. It's, so it's, let's so, so let's go to this 16 year old kid, and yeah. now he's balling. Can you bench him? Can you not put him in the squad at this point? No, no, no. no. He's in yeah. there. No, no. Obviously, when we now talk about Champions, it's like. Based off his last game, you have to start him in the, in the, in the next game. It, it will be crazy to like let's go off this momentum and then put him in the bench. You have to start him in the next game. Yeah, so he looked into a, a pretty good situation. Um, speaking of Neymar, did you see the did you see the goal? I'm sure you did. Look, uh, bro. I mean, my God, my like, <laughs> I can insult this guy all I want and everything. That's a that that that's an insane goal, to, especially upon everything. Mm. Up on everything to score a goal like, like that, and they still booed him. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> think, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let me ask you this: If you were a hardcore PSG fan, initially you should be pissed off. But if you're a hardcore PSG fan, do you still boo him all the way through the season? Because my thing is this: is that hello, this is club football. Loyalty doesn't exist in this dojo. People move clubs. And as Neymar said, yeah, I wanted to go to Barcelona. It was nothing personal against the fans. I just wanted to just to go there for personal reasons for, for mine, which is what happens. So, and the, 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 the move didn't materialize. Let me honor the, the people who are currently paying me now. So is it now a crime to want to move clubs? <laughs> what the hell? The reason they don't like it is because they understand how good he is. If he was some trash player who wanted to leave, they'd probably they'd be very happy but, with it. But why boo him though? PSG fans are weird. <laughs> why PSG have ultras? I don't know. Yeah, like, it's, like you, you live in like one of the best cities in Europe. <laughs> I mean, well, like you have, I, I, you have, you have one of the best teams in Europe. Like, wait, come wait, on, wait, man, like, the, the the woman in Paris, though. 
popping off, man. So I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, 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 what, what is there to be angry about in Paris, really? Maybe the suburbs, we can get into some stuff. But hey, actually hey. Paris? Like, come on, guys. So the idea that they have ultras is a bit weird. Now you want to boo Neymar? Do you realize, like, you're setting yourself up to look stupid? Because at the peak of his powers, Neymar is arguably the best player in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy to say. I know. I know people are turning their computers off or whatever. But peak <laughs> Neymar. Wait, 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 wait. Imagine if, as soon as you said that, People actually literally turned off their, their computer. <laughs> I, I meant cell phone, but computer came out. But yeah, like I, I think Neymar operating without injury is better. Is he's the best footballer in the world? You can make that argument anyway. So let's boo this guy. You're just gonna get egg on your face, foot in yeah. mouth. He's going to make you look stupid because he is that good. So is there any point to boo him? I mean, if you want to look silly, I guess yeah. But he's going to do things like that. He's going to score goals. He's going to get assists. And you're, it's league on. It's not like Champions League game. So they're probably going to end up winning most of these games. 4-0, 5-0. You're going to boo in a 5-0 win when you're playing Gingon? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was like Strasbourg, wasn't it, man? Yeah, Strasbourg. I don't understand why you would boo Neymar. Because you're just going to make yourself look silly. Because he doesn't care. I promise you. He does. Oh, they're booing me? Okay. I'm still going to get paid. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. He, he, he doesn't care. He doesn't. There's no way he cares. No. We can do a couple questions. But first, let's talk about the Champions League that's coming up. Firstly, again, we talk about this damn near every week. But the structure of the Champions League this year. Or, or this, like, why they have all the good games this week and then at the same time this week. I don't understand UEFA. I actually don't. They made the rule where we can play games at 6 UK time, 1 Eastern, and then we can play at 8 UK time and then 3 US time or like Eastern Standard Time. Why wouldn't you split the good games? One plays at 6, one plays at 8. Like, why would you have them all at 8? Because, because, you know, my thing is because, you know, like, you know, when they did the draw, I was like, okay, man, okay, they've they've done the draw. so, So when do we know the fixtures? Then someone said, oh, no, we'll, we'll know the fixtures in about a few hours. I was like, okay, that's that's cool. Now thinking about it now, look, let's the excitement just go through of the whole day. Of, we now know the, the groups. Take 24 hours and be like, okay, let's now use a computer algorithm to now make up the games. And let's now try and just, you know, change a few games around and just try and make things. So you have 24 hours of a team of 10, 11, 12 people to try and just gets the fixtures to be spread out so we know that this is a fixture that people like let's try our best to not to not make all the all the best fixtures at the same time you can't do that with a team of people you can't do that in 24 hours i mean it went from an algorithm to actual people i'm <laughs> like what <laughs> what do you want you want no, no, people no, no. or you want a computer combination man so let, let's let's look up the champions league schedule so tomorrow or today, yeah, when you guys are going to be listening to this. So six in the UK, Inter against Slavia Praga and Leon against Zenit. Yeah. And then the 8 p.m. games, Chelsea Valencia, Napoli Liverpool, Dortmund Barcelona. Why you, why you couldn't put one of these games into the 6 p.m. slot? And then at least you could have like, you have one primetime game. I like I, I understand when the games can go to extra time, maybe like a quarterfinal, second leg, or something like that. And you have a bunch that can go into maybe extra time. You 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 might not want to put one of those uh, top games on at one or put it on at six rather because it could bleed into the next one if it has to go the extra 30 minutes or whatnot. But if it's a group stage match and you know it's only going to be 90 minutes, you could structure these way better. No, no, no! You, I'm mean, not. It's, it's stupid. Like there's, there's no. But anyway, you know, because right now, like, see, I don't have to make an executive decision. I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, because you always say you, you can watch two games at once, but you can't watch three. No, can't, so can't which, watch so, so which game is being left out for you? Liverpool, Napoli, because, because, because basically, me and you know, forward. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he's coming to my crib too. We're going to do a live watch of Chelsea Valencia. Yeah, yeah. so you're a Chelsea fan. And then, okay, and then yeah, I'll yeah. have Dortmund Barcelona. Like, Dortmund Barcelona is the game to watch on, on Tuesday for sure. Yeah. But Wednesday is, is better because Wednesday is okay. The game on the TV should be Dortmund Barcelona. The game oh, yeah. on your computer screen, I guess that's like, that's, that's, that's up to you, right? <laughs> There's like uh you, you you could go or you can flip back and forth, but like I think the main one is Barcelona Dortmund. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, that's the setup I'm gonna have. Basically, all that needs to be said is UEFA, you really screwed up with these fair fixtures. You really and you know what this means? Like all these this means like the next fixtures the, from like next week or the week after or whenever, they're just gonna be bad games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like week week two, you could then hit okay, week one. A good game here, another then spread it out, spread it out. Yeah, <laughs> you could have like met first, like uh, group stage match one, group stage match two. Oh, we have a really good game. I think, um, Juventus and Atletico play on Wednesday, yep. And PSG Real Madrid play on Wednesday as well. Did they just, I was like, we're gonna put all the one against two, those are all gonna, you know, how like pot one, pot two, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's what they did. We're just gonna have pot one against pot two in the first week. How are you doing all these previews, by the way? No, basically, I've already filmed. I filmed three of them already. Mm. Already been filmed. So oh, yeah, this work. Like you can't not. Mm. All right, let's see. We got any questions left that we wanna that we wanna touch? Uh, again, I have written down if we want racism in Italy because somebody said Lukaku. The only way to stop him is to make him eat bananas. Mm. <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Right. Italy, man. But I don't. Again, I we could do this topic every week if we wanted to. But if you yeah. want to know our thoughts about racism in Italy, just go back and listen to last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. Go, so go, go. There you go. All right. Question mostly for HH. Would it make a bigger impact if Nigeria won the World Cup in its current state, or as a fully developed nation in the future? Oh no, no, no. It may also make a bigger impact if they won it now. Because if they won it. As well as the nation, they say, okay, well, right. Okay, it's so great, but it would make a much bigger impact now because it would help to raise the morale of the people of the nation. But if you win it as a developed nation where the morale is already much higher because the living standards are higher as a developed nation, then the impact will be there. Hence why football is such a massive big deal, which is what those flipping pricks like that. What, what, what's the name of that? prick that's missed out open goal in 2010 that's what these guys don't understand is like this means this actually means a lot it means a lot so the way you phrase it it's like he didn't score in that game at all it really pisses me off like he missed an open goal screw him he missed a flipping open goal screw screw screw, no, screw that guy and he scored like 20 minutes later i don't care He's, <laughs> you know, he missed an open goal. Screw, 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 screw that i will never live that down screw, screw, screw that guy man. screw him if, where were you watching that game you must have like a visceral memory of this. Oh so no, no, what, I, I what remember was the situation exactly. where in which you were watching this game. No, basically, I'm because it was sort of like in my living room area, and because I was pissed <laughs> off with how Nigeria were playing, I was sort of coming in and out of the the, the, the room because I was sort of just like annoyed with how they played against Argentina, just how they were playing. And then I just remember just when it came through because first of all, I didn't see it in real motion, but the commentator said, "Oh my god, how did you miss that?" I was like, what? Then when I saw it on instant replay. I just I, th I think I just stopped watching. I was like, okay, I, I'm out, I'm done. So, like, so, can you watch Nigeria without standing up? Like, is it? It's like a full body experience. Well, no, no, you know, you know, but basically, look, but, but it's, maybe this is for an extra. It's like, um, after '98, I emotionally quit. I was like, because basically, the last time I really cried, the last time I fully cried was when they they lost to Denmark in 1998. That's the last thing that I actually probably remember fully crying and being like fully sad and crying. <laughs> so after that happened, I was like, you know what? No, no, no. I can't let this guy's room me. So I'm not as emotionally clued into as I was from 1998, but still, whenever they, they play, it just sort of, I, I use like mental tricks. So I watch it with the sound off and I just use like mental trick, trickery and, 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 and stuff. So basically, it's very psychological. Um... Talking Texas question. Every year in the Champions League, there's a club that performs better than expected. Who do you think it's going to be this year? So he gives some options. Atalanta, Inter, Leipzig, Ajax, Leon, or someone else. Barring, barring Chelsea have hope. Laughing emojis. Um, <laughs> Leipzig. Leipzig. Leipzig? Um, of the options here, I, I think Inter. I think Inter might surprise. Leipzig, no, no, for me, I, I think, I think, I think, like, basically, Inter, I think, gonna even get through that, that group. 
Imagine and Dortmund and Barcelona draw and Inter win. If Inter and Barcelona make it through, I wouldn't be surprised. So, is Leicester good enough to make top four in the Premier League? No. Yes. Oh, also, oh, sorry, sorry. They're good enough, but they won't. They are good enough to make top four, but they won't make top four. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like they're good enough, but they won't. Yeah. And it's not really them being good enough. It's more of like the other teams being bad or just like not consistent enough. Yeah, yeah very inconsistent. But I just think like they have those kinds of basically Leicester don't have a Harry Kane or a Martial or a Aubameyang. So as an inconsistent as they are, they're gonna just have those run of games where they can just get just and they can and they can win games that they, they shouldn't even really be winning, which Leicester can't do because Leicester will only win games that they should win. They can't win those games that's that's they shouldn't really win because those games that you shouldn't win are is where a Harry Kane comes in and Aubameyang comes in and Martial comes in. Don't sleep on Vardy now. Don't sleep on Vardy. He, he, he mm, I'm, I'm I'm snoozing. I'm already counting sheep. So. <laughs> P.S. Love your work and dedication, by the way. So thank you, Shak Shimguta. Thank you. Um. Okay. Can we please use punctuation on these questions? You don't use punctuation online, man. Come on, man. <laughs> You're going to the times, bro. I mean, it's just a bunch of words with a question mark at the end. Okay, here we go. Should Zidane just get the guts and just drop Ramos for Militao? I don't think we can get top four with Ramos in the team. And why has Carvajal been so useless since the 2017 Champions League final? Newsflash. Varane is the issue, not Ramos. Ramos is definitely not at his best or at his peak anymore. But for me, the real problem is Varane. So if you want to bring in Militao, you bring in Militao for Varane and try and see what a Militao Ramos partnership can be like. Militao and Varane, you're asking for trouble, man. See, I don't watch Real Madrid enough to have a concrete opinion on this, so I'll leave this to have hope who I think has a better idea. Um, why has Carvajal been so useless since 2017? Doesn't he have like a hole in his heart or an abnormal oh, heartbeat or something no, like that? I mean, I don't, I'm not, I think he has something like that, but I think he had, he had, some, he had a long layoff injury wise. It's a combination of the long layoff. And look, same thing with Alaba. At the point, Alaba was the best left back in the world. Now he's just not as good. So once you pass a peak, I just think he's now, I wouldn't say they did the decline, but he's just no longer at his best anymore. So it's a combination of the injury, he's getting older. And yeah, man, just the sharpness that he had when he was younger, he just doesn't, doesn't have that anymore. So every, everyone loses that spring in, in their step. But he did come up with a great cross for Benzema on, on the weekend. So Speaking of Benzema... Oh, Lord. <laughs> he's out. Okay, look, he's out. He's left the academy. He's out. When he, when he scored, I texted him for pause. I was like, bro, he's got to be out of the academy, man. No, it's okay. He's out. He's out, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, like, you you gave him his 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 bus ticket, or how, how do you get to and fro Siberia? Is it plane, uh, helicopter? What, what, what? It's it's a charter flight with a pro propeller. One of those charter flights with, with a propeller. <laughs> so it's basically it's a very very bumpy ride. Very do you, bumpy you know ride. about um what are those things like the husky dogs? Where you say mush? What are those things? It's like a dog sled. It's like you have like a, oh, a yeah. team of dogs that like. 12 dogs or something and then like oh, yeah, you, yeah. Ride, you, you ride yeah, on the like back Santa. the Iditarod in Alaska it's like a big race with like sled dogs and stuff Oh wow! I was thinking that maybe that's how people get transported to and from the, the Brick Academy but you have to look it up anyway uh, two more questions to go uh, from Mason Boris you got this in at the buzzer bro would Uncle Arson do any worse with this we, we talked about this but <laughs> I would have asked the question if it was there when, when we discussed it, but would Uncle Arson do any worse with this current Arsenal team rather than the jokers he had his last couple seasons? Also, why hasn't Double L slash Double H converted to Double H channel? Half his videos are now Chelsea-focused anyway, and he rarely does in-depth videos for other clubs. Shots fired! So, would Arson Wenger do any worse than... Emery right now with these players, no guys. Just what you so you want to now sack Emery? Allegri had Juventus. Allegri almost got AC Milan relegated. So that's the Allegri that's going to be So don't think of Allegri as this great savior man because he coached Juventus, who had much better players than Arsenal. So be, be careful what you wish for, man. And your channel becoming a Chelsea channel. I mean, I kind of agree, man. Let's it's, look at it's getting too much. It's getting too much, man. The whole Pulisic is going to be the American 
Eagle or whatever, <laughs> and Tammy let's, Abraham is Drogba. And... Videos, my last few few videos. So, my last few few videos here: Ansufati, Firmino, Benzema, Neymar, Leipzig, Antonio Conte, um, Real Madrid review, Liverpool review, Wolves review, Barcelona review. I feel like he means more the opinions of like your your Chelsea opinions are becoming a bit wild. But you know my thing about this in terms like, of like che- like like Chelsea are going to be in the Champions League semi final and all that. Okay, kind of okay, stuff. okay, okay. Let me ask you. Okay, it's that's me seem wild. Fair enough. It is. What if they do get to the semis? Then what? But if your job is being like a true real football analyst, you have to admit that if somebody else told you that, that would be silly. But because you're saying it, it's coming off like, ah, this is a Chelsea channel now. When this is meant to be the home of, like, true football analysis. Yes, it is. Thank you. That tagline, baby. Tagline, baby. Um, No, my thing is that (laughs) there is a mixture of analysis and spirituality. (laughs) The Champions thing has very little to do with critical analysis. It has everything to do with spirituality. And I think that what makes the channel interesting is the mixture of analysis, statistical thinking, and spirituality. So it is purely spirituality. It's Champions League semis. It's, it's, it's pure spirit. It has nothing to do with. Uh, These are the things that analysis. need to be made clear. How about Chelsea sniffing the, the CL semis? Down to analysis? Hell no. What the hell? Are you, are you crazy? No. But it's about spirituality. <laughs> I'm t- These are the things that need to be made clear. All right. Last question. It's kind of long. This is from Football Bands 4. He could curve one in with his left foot, and he had some nice dribbles. But was Robin really that good? And now he goes into some propaganda. He miserably failed his country in the 2010 World Cup when he went one-on-one with Casillas and shot straight at him. The brick missed a penalty in the Champions League final against the worst squad ever to win. What did he do next next season? What did he do next season? He is the definition of a one-trick pony. His goal-scoring feats are not even that impressive when you consider he averaged 3.3 shots per goal compared to Salah's 2.9 shots per goal. And Salah hasn't even peaked yet. Was he even the best foreign player to play for Bayern? Double L. This is a rhetorical question. The answer is no. That would be Ribéry, the man who single-handedly won Bayern the 2013 after Robin failed them the year before. Hashtag exposure season. So he's coming after your goat. What do you think? So he missed the penalty in that final. What did he do next season? He, he conveniently scored. left out the winning goal again. Yeah, he scored the winning goal in the next season. Against, um, against the, Dortmund. The, the, the World Cup final. Now, apparently Spain were doping for that time. At the <laughs> the people just said they were, they, were, they were doping. So, like, that's put to one side. Allegedly. So, so allegedly, allegedly, guys, chill, don't, don't guess. <laughs> allegedly, I read somewhere that Spain were doping at that time. I don't know. I just read that somewhere that were, they were doping. So, for me, the Walker final thing doesn't, doesn't really count until we just yeah. find out the truth there. So, you called Robin a one-trick pony. Um, well, if everybody knows what he's going to do and he still does it and gets money plus change, maybe that makes the guy flipping amazing. And that's dumbass Salah stat that you brought out. Stats merchants. Salah will never, ever sniff. I'm going to, I'm going to tweet this out. He will never sniff Robin. <laughs> Salah's quality. He, he will never be in the same stratosphere as your boy Ben. Get the hell out of here, man. What? Okay. I thought one of your, uh, what was it? New Year's resolutions or something you wanted to improve in 2019 was not tweeting as much. I feel like you're tweeting even more and more <laughs> reckless. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> did, that, did that make that a New Year resolution? I don't know if it was a resolution, but I def- we, we definitely said, like, one thing I want to do is, like, I want to be off social media. I want to be off okay. social media. You know, you know, since, since, since you reminded me, yeah, I'm going to take that. Let, let me just get this tweet out. Let me just let, let, okay, let, <laughs> just give me a few more tweets. Let me just and... get this last cigarette, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me just put out a few more tweets and then, like, because basically the only tweets I'll be doing is obviously based off matches and maybe a tweet here. But yeah, you're right. Because as I said again, too much social media. And, and do you know what's funny? I never read my, I never read my timeline. I, I only read my notifications. Basically, you know what I do? I read my notifications and I go to like your Twitter profile, this other movie guy's Twitter profile, 
and other people's Twitter profiles, and that's it. I don't read my timeline. By the but, way, in the extra, I have a question, but uh, we'll, we'll get there anyway. So yeah, that was that was the end of the questions. We thank everybody for for their questions. The tweet for questions goes out, or not even questions, but topics and uh, comments goes out every Monday. So remember to follow us on Twitter. You can ask and, and become a part of the show in that way. SoundCloud, obviously. If you're listening on Spotify, shout out to you guys. If you're on Apple Podcasts, remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review. And we will read all the ones that we've got over the past couple weeks um, next week. And, uh, yeah, if you want to support the show, there is a Patreon where you where we record 30 to 40 minutes. And we're going to start doing more polls and stuff. So whatever yeah. topics you guys want to hear, we'll hit those. Talk and Tactics Podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football, not soccer. Indeed. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Peace, peace. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.